everybody, this is Daryl with AfterBuzz TV. Did you know that TrueCar.com is changing car buying forever? Yes, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Now, some features are not available in all states, but that's okay. In the first six months of this year, over 275,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. TrueCar users save an average of $3,221 off of their MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what people pay for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. The third step is so simple. Just print out your TrueCar savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Remember, everyday True Car users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save your time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads from over 200 countries and your number one source in after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome, everybody, to another AfterBuzz TV After Show. For intruders, I know uh, this is season one, episode three. Time has come today. Uh, I'm your host for the evening, Anna Koppel. Joining, joining as always is is Will Link. Thank you, thank you. Always happy to be here. <laughs> always, always good to see you. <laughs> and next to him, you introduced Will. Are you not going to introduce me, Isaac Johnson? No, thank you very much. <laughs> always, always happy to see you. And yeah. You're you're probably going to be upset by this introduction, but I am so oh, let's not hear thrilled <laughs> to introduce joining the panel Aww. the one and only <laughs> the one and only Marissa Serafini. Hello, everybody. You Thank guys you, gonna, Anna. Yeah, you guys are going to be thrilled to see to have her. She's gonna she's gonna <laughs> really elevate this panel. I, I feel like I feel uh, the pressure's on. I, I was saying each week we need to bring more people on to help explain this show. So yeah. I like it. I like it. The more insight, the better. And Isaac, you were saying, you know, if if y'all want to tweet us if, during the show, we are open to that. Yes. So. Please so. help us. And especially if you're Glenn Morgan, who tweeted <laughs> us last week. That was really cool. That was yeah, really that was, cool. that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. It was an honor. Uh, so... So this week, we got to see, um, which turned out to be a flashback between Marcus and... Richard. Turns out to be Richard. Yes, or Richie, I guess as he was referred to. <laughs> yeah, Richard Richie Shepard. Mm-hmm. So, but what was cool is we got to kind of see um, what is at least sort of an outline for what might be happening. And I wrote down the quote, uh what Marcus said to him was uh, when they managed to kill me, walk off with that shitload of money, then shepherd me off the books. And when it's time, bring me back. And when I'm back, they'll never see me coming. I'll take over and not forget what you did for me. So 
It's like a little bit of an outline about what's going on. Yeah. And it, it explains the title of the episode, When the Time Has Come. Mm-hmm. Also, last week when they were talking about that there was no book for him, because this is an off-the-books uh, shepherding. Oh, so that yeah. comes together a little mm-hmm. bit more as well. Yeah, I didn't even put that together. It's mm-hmm. very There's similar. no book for Marcus. Why? It's off the books. Off yeah. Books. <laughs> nice. I like it, yeah. There's money off the books. <laughs> was Marcus's last name Mr. Fox? Yeah, really? it was Marcus because Fox. Marcus yeah. Fox. And yeah. just like the symbolism of the names, you know, Shepherd, the Good Shepherd, and, you know, and then we have Fox, which is very sly. So oh, yeah. I, I don't know. There's a lot of symbolism in this. There's like that old term phrase, Fox and a hen house. Am I seeing that right? That is yeah. a Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. <laughs> um, what I also really, uh, what I thought interesting was about that, about that exchange is, so he offers him all this money. Now he could just kill him and take that money. I kept thinking, you could just kill him and take the money. So whatever he has to offer by sticking around, by still being, being around, by keeping Marcus around must be pretty big for Shepard, for Richard Shepard. Oh yeah, quite possibly. Or he, cause Shepard, or maybe it was Marcus that mentioned, the nine that like that they're trying to hide this from, maybe um, Shepard has got something against whoever the nine are, which another nine right in there. Yeah, there's a reason right. to want to keep this guy alive, and they mm-hmm. even he even said then they'll never see me coming. Marcus said they'll never see me coming, so he's got some big plan against these people that I Richard has must go for in some way, must be behind in some way, or at least nine years ago was mm-hmm. behind. Sure. Right, and maybe this goes back to uh, last week's episode when um, Mrs. Ng said, they'll kill us for what you did, and he said, they'll never, I'll kill you first, or they'll, oh, yeah. he may have said, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll, so maybe that's the nine that she was referring to. I yeah. don't know, some sort of counsel. Yeah, quite possibly, but it, he does check that, like, there's been, like, thousands of years, so, like, they've been controlling, I guess, who comes back for quite some time. I'm assuming that the thing is that he did that off-the-book shepherding. Sure. Yeah. Right. Okay, so he holds up that sand dollar. Does it? What do we think that means? Oh, I had um. I, I was trying to th- think of it. Was it a seashell or some kind of thing? Then You know, the symbolism. But it seems like some sort of portal or some conduit to try to look through the past. If we are dealing with, like, metaphysical spirits, then, you know, that might be a way to see whatever like futures or visions or at least uh, uh, something that a reminder that makes you re- like you said that the reminder of that brings back all the past sure. visions of the lives you've had there's also like um, a listener um, from the YouTube Daniela yes. Raff who said that um, let's see that the legend of the sand dollar is about Christ and the resurrection as well and Will, you brought up last week about the the nine, what like the ninth, ninth hour, hour yeah, of yeah, the Christ day. dying. So it's some more symbolism there. Lots of symbolism mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. All right. So, do we have anything else to say about this uh, this interaction between them? Anything else that we think is coming up? Uh, Marcus is a creepy dude, and but he didn't. I mean, he seemed when we see the actual physical Marcus, he seems like he was more toned down compared to what we've been seeing. You know. Mm-hmm. Through the interactions with the other two people that he's affecting. Well, Mar- that Marcus is a toned down. I think Marcus like is- physically, you know, in person, he seems like a more calm, creepy guy. Yeah. yeah. But then when we see him interact through, you know, uh, Amy and 
Madison, it seems like a completely different guy in a way. Sure. I kind of wondered if that older guy was, I don't know, the original Marcus or maybe just one of the bodies that he was Well, the, the original Marcus has been around for so long. I mean, he even uh, played in a orchestra oh, yeah. back in the... Yeah, back in, in the, the for, in a, from, 1791, yeah. when she has that story later. Yes. Many reincarnations. So Marcus has been around quite some time. Like I said, I feel like there definitely has... Shepard seemed to be all on board with Marcus mm -hmm. at that time. And now he's trying to kill Marcus. Trying to kill Marcus slash Madison. So we really have to figure out, I'm assuming at some point we'll be told, what <laughs> happened, uh, what could have happened in the interim. Sure. What could have happened that made him now, is he now more doubling down on the Nine, like being working with the Nine? Or is he still kind of a little bit of a rebellious Shepard? Why did he bring him back just to kill him? Yeah, I was going to say, do we know that he's really intent to kill him? He's intent to find him. Um, plus, Marcus also says that thing, then what goes around comes around. Maybe he's trying to get what comes around or something. I mean, he did have a gun to the girl's head. That's the only sure. reason I think he's trying to kill him. <laughs> yeah, okay. But. Okay, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. But why bring him back? Well, maybe because... Well, is it that he brought him back or is he just awakened after... Nine, nine years. years. Yeah. I I, and then, then he was awakened. That's when he had to kill him, kind of making up for the mistake he did before not killing Marcus for the nine. Mm, yeah, maybe he's in some hot water now with the nine since he let Marcus get away and he was supposed to kill him, it seemed like, in that bar. Yeah, it seems more of a containing kind of because he knows the extent that Marcus can go to. And so I think it's, rather than killing, it's more of a stopping whatever plan Marcus has. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't really know what all of Richard's motives are. I mean, he the first time we see him, not the first time, but the first time in, like, today, we see him killing uh, Bill Anderson's family. Is this is he on some side mission, or is he doing this all for the Nine? And is the Nine a literal Nine people, or is it just the name of... Uh, that's another thing I wondered I, I, about. I think it'd actually be Nine people. It seems a little odd if it was Ten people and they... Call them the Nine. No, secret organization, the Nine, because the Nine represents things. Sure, they want to throw them off the scent. There's actually 11 of us, but we say Nine. <laughs> I, I hope know. that's the case now. Yeah. That'd be great. Perhaps. That'd yeah. be quite the twist. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> the big twist at the end of this series, it was actually 10. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Oh, thank you. Oh, look thank at you. that. Yeah, the, audience. the audience loves it. Love that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I think that Marcus seems a little bit more out of control in this nine-year-old girl's body. Seems a little bit creepier. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I think it's creepier because we don't expect it from a nine-year-old girl. If it's from an adult, be like, okay, yeah, they're older, and we can understand that they'd be a little bit more precocious in that way, but coming from a girl is so unexpected. And quite frankly, if I was this, if I was Marcus and I found my soul, spirit, whatever, in the body of a nine-year-old girl, I might be a little frustrated, too, <laughs> because there are major limitations. Yeah, you yeah. can't even get past the, you know, security yeah. gate. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think this goes back to the conversation about, like, the the struggle in the body, like, I, the and we'll get into to Amy later, but, you know, it seemed like Amy was going back and forth a lot uh, yeah. between herself yeah. and the other soul, and so mm -hmm. there's, like, a switching back and forth that seems to happen, and... Um, and so it just feels like there's like an out of control child 
with the, like a killer's soul inside, and it's <laughs> yeah. very frightening. It's- well, this episode to me, Madison seemed all Marcus. Like there wasn't like in the episode before there were little moments where she felt like a kid again. But this one, she felt all Marcus sure. the whole time. So I feel like maybe Marcus has taken real complete control over at this point. Again, I imagine it's easier to take control over a nine-year-old girl as opposed to an adult. Okay. Yeah. Quite possibly. I agree. Yeah. And I still wonder if being in such a young body, it was some sort of punishment. If it was some sort of trying to contain him. Like he was shepherded into, you know, because if, if we're going by the idea that every nine years things things change or they awaken or something like that, you know, I mean, he was put into the body of an infant at a point. Sure. Perhaps yeah. he's just, well, I, I guess what you were saying, like he's got some limitations there with, with being in a... I guess, well, I was going to say less uh, powerful body, but then seems to take care of Karen just all right. So maybe there's, maybe there's some strength I still wouldn't mess with her. Yeah, I wouldn't mess with her either, yeah. But the significance of, you know, being split technically between an adult and a kid. I mean, why just a nine-year-old kid Mm -hmm. when he could have just been in one person? But what's the significance of going into two people instead of one? Wait, what are you Wait, is he in two people? I, I'm getting the impression that there's like two of them are being controlled. Is it the same person? Oh, no. okay. Rather being Amy and. See, I think Amy is a separate, whoever's in Amy is a separate person. I'm that's still what trying I to think. figure out the show yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm I think. Mean, who knows? Yeah. I mean, who, who knows? knows at this point? I'm yeah. going with the assumption they're separate. Sure, but we, even last week you said like there's no dumb theories because there's so much going yeah. on here. Somehow related. Because we're going to make some dumb theories, <laughs> <Yeah>. believe me. <laughs> we're, we're, we're speculating here. We're speculating. Um, but so what's interesting, uh, going, there's, a, there seems to be a lot of Christ theories here going on or Christ, um, themes, themes yeah. because the, uh, the, the piece by Mozart, uh, had to do with, uh, the feast of the Corpus, body of yeah, Christ. Corpus yeah. Christi. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> um, You're correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Yeah. I, I guess I don't have anything. Well, I, I think on any show <laughs> that has like a lot of mystery and intrigue and throw in any sort of religious symbolism, especially like, you know, as well known as uh, religion as Christian Christianity is, it's it's kind of easy to throw it in. Not easy, but like. It's good stuff to throw in there because there's a lot of lot of history with that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. again, remember this. Apparently, the secret to this is in organs and in churches. European yeah. cathedrals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be some some church music going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gospel. Also, perhaps. do yeah. also do we know the time period in the year that this is all going on too? Is it in the spring? Because if you think about it, with the the Last Supper. And right. the the whole sand dollar okay. and the dying, yeah. so that usually takes place, resurrection. place in like, the resurrection yeah. era. So that's mostly in the spring. Sure, yeah, could be all related. Yeah, when this all started. Yeah, when it's well, all starting, or if it's happening well, like, right now, like present day. Like on the why? Show. Why okay. is all these occurrences happening right now? Sure, is it in the springtime during the time where all that with Jesus happened during yeah. that? I, I believe it. It doesn't seem too warm outside. So. Yeah, it seems like it's either. It's definitely. It's not winter. It's not. It's certainly not summer. So yeah, I, I buy that. Doesn't really feel mm. like fall. Seems like a springtime. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. All interesting. It's all tough <laughs> because in that Pacific Northwest, <laughs> yeah. it's always raining. It's, it's always miserable. <laughs> so if this little girl is in your car and she starts talking about how she was there, 
during this time of yeah. Mozart. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I would just definitely kick her out of my car. If it were me, I would just get rid of You're her. You're going to leave nine-year-old girl on the side of the road? Seems yep. a little irresponsible to just kick her out, especially after you took her money. I would keep her money. <laughs> well, we know that you would. Of the road. <laughs> we know you would keep the money, but what should she have? Warm-hearted Annika. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, well, she should never have taken her to begin with. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Karen made a lot of mistakes going into this episode. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she's immediately very morally conflicted about it once they start driving. Of course, yeah, because you can't just take kids. Right. It's kidnapping. Yeah. yeah. It is. That's mm. the definition of it, I'm I pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she's a little, she does like sort of feel remorse, like, oh, I shouldn't have been greedy and stuff like that. And I shouldn't have picked you up. You know, I'm just going to turn around. That kind of stuff. So, oh, there's some remorse there. But she doesn't. She doesn't. <laughs> well, because that kid is so scary. She's intimidated True. by her. Yeah. She's intimidated by a nine-year-old. She's trying to put it back on. And then she's telling the story yeah. about the piece of music they listened to. Yeah. Also, at the beginning of their car ride, you heard uh, Tim Truth again. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody's listening to Tim Truth. He's got the... Highest rated numbers of any. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. How big radio is his podcast? <laughs> well, he's, he's on AM radio. If you, you saw that, so yeah, he, the sky's uh, the limit, I guess. Right? Yeah. He knows how to get out there, all the way from El Cajon. It's <laughs> wise. He's a good guy. He's smart. Uh, so, so yeah, so but. But she gets creeped out enough to to pull this. Oh, and what what is Madison doing, holding this card in her hand? By the way, why? What is she doing with that? I mean, I, I feel like that's an amateur move too. Wasn't it in her pocket? It was right in her hand. I thought uh, it could have been the pocket. I I'm not sure. The pocket. Well, it was under the arm. Could have been the pocket. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was visible enough. Who's this Karen just to rummage through someone's yeah. pockets? <laughs> um, you know, you know, <laughs> there was the other moment where she asked the. Um, uh, She's the adult she, in charge. Okay. okay, fair enough. Um, she asked her about like her family. And there were those flashes of like the happy family on the beach mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But there was one flash of like looked like an older man, like eyes, like peering, like looking, and I don't quite know what that was. Did anybody else catch I that? Didn't catch it, yeah. No, it was so fast. Maybe it was, was really fast. It was a maybe flash. that was one of your bad yeah. memories. <laughs> that was just yeah. a flash I had before I walked onto this uh, discussion. But there was there was a quick flash of first it was the family and then there was this flash of these eyes or this old face looking. Was it Marcus? It wasn't Marcus. Okay, but it. it clearly, I felt that was another moment of struggling with the. Struggling with being the child with the memories of the family and then some other horrible thing that has happened to Marcus along the way and maybe the hundreds and hundreds of years he's been alive. Right. And and yeah. she had asked, do you get along with your family? Yeah. And, and the answer was, I don't know. Right. What oh, was that? It was, I don't. I don't know. Okay. She doesn't really. Because well, Marcus, I guess, doesn't really. has. Some, I mean. The family was in a bad situation when uh, Madison left, but you know there were happy times on a beach. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe. All right, <laughs> and so uh, so ultimately, Karen calls uh, Richard. Yes, and uh, <laughs> you know there's bad connection, and uh, but she gets 
gets them to the rest area. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I find... That sheltered creek safety. All the irony. <laughs> yeah. The irony. <laughs> That's not, not very ne- safe there. Never yeah. pull into a place that the name's too ironic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> safety rest. Nope. <laughs> Sorry, continue. No, 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 no. No, it's good. I'm glad you picked up on those things. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, and and just waits. Uh, I just feel like rest areas are not safe for people, women, um, children. Nine I don't know. Olds, yeah. Yeah. To really call like a strange man you don't know and just wait at a dark rest stop. I just feel like this is all just stupid behavior. And she kind of deserved this. Uh, 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 I'm gonna say deserved. Yeah. It's the, she I, obviously I, did not. Think about it. Yeah, all in the her way defense, through. like all of her actions, she she saw five hundred dollars, and then it's like okay, money. But the hindsight's a biatch. Yeah. In okay. her defense, I think she, I think okay. she thought she was probably calling a parent or something like that. I mean, it is a weird card yeah. to have. Yeah, deserved is not fair, but you know, let's let's maybe meet in a well lighted area, well lit area, <laughs> yeah. a, um, a restaurant, maybe some sort of public but place. She wasn't expecting to get killed by a little girl. That is true. You know, that's who did her in. I understand, but I mean, you know, maybe if they were at this restaurant or police maybe station. Maybe you pull into a diner. Yeah, like police station be, would be better. You get off that highway, there's got to be something, right? There are towns, right? Yeah, somewhere. They're well, not look, that far from Seattle. They're an hour away. As I said, Karen has made a lot of poor choices <laughs> yeah. going into this whole situation. Mm-hmm. I think she could have made it. She could have made it. She could have just dropped her off in Seattle. And again, you had technology problems. Her phone wouldn't work. Sure. And then yes. even when they were on the phone with uh, Richard, it was breaking up. He could barely hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like there's some other force out there, it seems, that's always causing all this tech issues. Yeah, I, oh, I right, agree yeah. because we saw, I believe, from like three different people like tuning the radio today. It's like, they, it's like they're kind of forced by some outside force that's like mm-hmm. forcing them to listen to like one certain thing yeah true. yeah 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 i like it i like it <laughs> and uh madison even pulls the old uh, uh i can't go that's my uncle he molested me uh card right. on her yeah. and that was another one of those great little switch from little kid like to psycho killer moments mm-hmm. oh when she turns around you mean and yeah has, like, the smile on her face and yeah. comes back around all sad creepy yeah. smile yeah. i will give it to mm-hmm. millie the actress she's so good and so creepy yeah i really i really like, like her wow yeah she is one talented yeah. she's, she's she can able turn it on and off <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah really sure, quickly yeah. and uh yeah it was so creepy the way she went and skipping into the bathroom like yeah. okay <laughs> just yeah it was really yeah, which which you called, Will. I, yes, I, I honestly thought you were joking last week. No, you, no, you, you I knew this it, yeah. girl was going to kill. You start by killing cats, and now you're killing oh, yeah. women who pick people. you up uh, to give you a ride to Seattle. Everyone yeah. knows that. Everyone yeah. knows a, serial killers a, start with cats, and then proverb. not yeah. all serial killers, but slippery slope. Psychopaths start with animals. Start with the cats. It's true. <laughs> Move yeah. on to women driving you in exactly yeah. on rest areas. I, <laughs> That's a classic pattern. Yeah, and she quickly overpowered her in the bathroom. They were in there like five seconds before you heard a lot of banging and screaming. And Bang. Yeah. It was over. Does Madison have the strength of an adult, though? I don't think so. Oh, I don't know. It kind of seems so. I think she just probably surprised her. And then continued to surprise her by bludgeoning her? Bludging well, her. I mean, it depends. 
if you get her in the neck or something. Well, the, but <laughs> the closed captioning says was, banging. So I'm I'm led to believe that it was some blunt object, maybe just shoving her into whatever. Yeah, well, there's blood or on the she wall. actually picked up yeah. something. And but like, you, you know, one reason why I don't think she has the strength of like a like a super strong person is because when she's bashing that phone, it doesn't quite break on the, like she's <laughs> yeah. hitting the phone, which I, which is again, like a little kid thing where I'm like, oh, this is kind of adorable. She can't break that <laughs> phone because she kept hitting the pay phone and it wouldn't quite break. I was so cute. Yeah. And nothing yeah. more. Nothing. So precious. <laughs> yeah. It's real cute. Yeah. It's adorable. Yeah, I don't know. She's got to have some kind of strength. I mean, a grown she, adult and a nine year old, you would think a grown adult could overpower nine year old. She's smart mm. though. She knows the moves. Okay. It's true. She's had a thousands of years of life. Maybe. She's sure. innovative. Perhaps you some know? sort of crowd yeah. <laughs> yeah. The um, why do we think uh, Madison is going to Seattle? There's something in Seattle, and yeah. maybe Todd Crane. I don't know. Uh-huh. There's, but there's something there. The sure. nine in Seattle. Yeah. Sure. Well, Todd Crane could be one of the nine. He seems like he's up to something. He works for somebody. Mysterious Creepy. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, well, Gary had photos of Amy, and maybe those were taken in Seattle because remember he said to Jack, "I bet she told you she was home yesterday." Oh right. Yeah. But she wasn't. So, so Seattle is like the base of operation for the nine. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't think mm-hmm. Seattle's the base of operation for much. But That's what's so brilliant. <laughs> That's, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. The base of operation color. for Starbucks is... Yeah, no, 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 no. I, that, that's, not, that's not what I mean. No, uh, that, no. Sorry, Seattle. That's not what I mean. I just mean for like <laughs> some sort of Starbucks. like... Yeah, yeah, some sort of like creepy underground like uh, pipe sure. organ from Eastern Europe. Like you wouldn't think it ends up... It ends up in Seattle. That's what I meant. Okay. I, you know. Maybe Starbucks. Things get done in, in Seattle's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, of course they do. Of course they Maybe do. Maybe Starbucks is the key to a term life. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's what this is. This whole, again, another thing I'll enjoy when this whole show ends up being an ad for Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> a Starbucks just opened up in AfterBuzz TV Studios. Yeah. Right. That would be amazing. It really would be. Awesome. be. I am so tired. Mm. Um, so, anyway, uh, if we could... Move on. So, but it, then it seems like, it seems like Richard is cleaning up after Marcus because he sure, burns yeah. burns the uh, the car, and I think he just doesn't want a trail left behind. That he doesn't want yeah. any chance of them looking after Karen because then they'll start looking at I don't know. There's yeah. a, even if there's mm-hmm. a chance that they start looking at tapes or whatever, yeah. I, I don't know. He just doesn't want the risk of that. He's I'm got, assuming he's got to be covering his tracks for the whole Marcus thing because this is something he acted out on his own. He took the money from on his own, so he's he's burning up any evidence so that no one else maybe is on the trail and knows what he did. I don't know. I'm, yeah, and even you know Karen made contact with him too, so sure, yeah. hiding that trail. As well. Yeah, I thought it was funny that he was like talking to himself as he was like burning, like lighting, putting whatever lighter fluid yeah. in the car, and he's like, "Did your mom tell you not to pick up strangers?" And like, "Oh, here's what you get." I thought that was what goes around funny. comes around. Oh, you know? mm-hmm. yeah. hey man. I um, he really likes burning things. Also. Yeah, <laughs> he really likes. There's no subtlety to how he decides <laughs> to take care of evidence. Yeah. He just burns it. Yeah, he's an arsonist. He's very effective. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's get uh, let's get into Jack and Amy. Um, but before we do that, I just want to take a second to thank everybody for their comments and their views. And but we could really use some rating and comments on iTunes. We we love our viewers and we love your feedback. Uh, but this is a new show, and uh, 
and we could we could just use your feedback on iTunes so that we know how we're doing and so that we could uh, you know get some get some awesome guests on the show. That's how we do it. We get mm-hmm. uh, we get some viewership up. We get some guests in. We keep the lights on. That's the order of things, right? Absolutely. Um, okay. The order of things here, yeah. There's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Check out all the other after shows we do here too. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, and tell a friend. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so Jack. Oh man, what's what is going on here? Um. So <laughs> <laughs> there's a just, lot. Yeah. So. Uh, so Jack comes home, and on on the on his drive home, there's a lot of driving going on. That seems to be, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of Richard yeah. drove the whole episode, basically. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he did. A lot did. of commuting back and forth to Seattle, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it seems to be open roads, no, uh, yeah. no traffic. No there. train? Is yeah. there a train? Um, anyway, uh, so Jack, uh, he's having like these, these nice sort of flashbacks of them, you know, being silly and dancing together, but then he has like sort of these bad memories of her dancing by herself and. Um, bad memories dancing to jazz. Good mo- memories dancing to some sort of like pseudo punk music or whatever. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, so he gets home, Amy's home and, um, and in bed and she just seems to have an answer for everything. Not good answers. Right. They seem like they're all, yeah, they're really kind of BS answers, but she's. Yeah. But, (laughs) but you have, you've had that fight with your, your significant other, right? And they just kind of, they just have an answer for everything, right? <laughs> I Am saying, I right? And this is like a little bit more serious, but she has an answer for everything, but it's, yeah, like you said, it's not good. Yeah. Well, I, I'm assuming it's, they're so vague because she is, like you said, there's a schizophrenic nature to Amy. There's two people inside of her, and I feel like one, who I'd imagine is normal Amy that he married, wants to tell him everything. Mm-hmm. And then the other person inside Amy keeps squelching that desire or that need right and it's hard to tell because the when we see the actual normal amy it doesn't seem like she has any awareness that there's someone else within her so there's just that fight itself because she doesn't even know what's going on i i I disagree with that i think that yeah that I i don't think she knows well i think that like because there is a moment where or moments when she is like wants to tell him everything wants to say like you know we we don't die and uh and there are things that you can't possibly understand but you know here's what i can tell you but then something else will take over and she's like never mind never mind like yeah and that that feels like the real amy knowing what's going on with her right and having like tears in her eyes and because she does love jack so much and and but she calls him her shepherd too yeah Yeah, i noticed that Interesting. He's like an unknowing shepherd, because otherwise he would know what's going on. Yeah, you'd think he'd, he would know what she was talking about. I can kind of see both. I can kind of see that she's somewhat aware or more aware certain times and other times maybe not so aware. But she does say that thing like, we need to separate. And she's not talking about her and Jack, I don't think. Like she's talking about the we is the two people within her or something like that. Right. That she needs to become the person she's meant to be. She says, "Yeah, like it's kind of it's kind of hard to know which Amy is talking. I guess because do we know who the other person in Amy is? Have we got a name? I don't think we've gotten a name okay. yet. It's kind of hard to tell like who's talking yeah. when. The, the only time I knew for sure who was talking was when they tried to have sex, and then her pupils went yeah. all dilated. dilated. And then I mean that was clearly 
whoever's been awakened inside of Amy. Yeah, pr- protecting her in some way. Yeah. yeah. I did think, yeah. well, because that pupil dilating thing, it was like during the moment where they're trying to, where Jack's trying to get on with her. But like, it seemed like he's trying to, is that sexy to you? I don't <laughs> that's know, you a, that's a little a, shoulder shake over a, there. Let's get sexy it on, Dan. shoulder shake. Okay, I'll yeah. sing the song later. Um, why, well, no, because like, it's like, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, because I'm not getting paid for this gig. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, just kidding. Um, for singing, I get paid to sing. That's what I meant. Um, but he's trying to connect with her in this like moment. And while he's trying to maybe connect with the real Amy, that's when the pupils dilate and she stops him. I wonder if it's some sort of defense, perhaps. Maybe. Anybody? I, de- I definitely feel like there maybe. were okay. like family, you know, relationship problems before Amy was even affected. And this is like the real minute Amy's trying to talk. It's like the oh, real yeah. resonating feelings within her that like they've been trying to. There's been an obvious rift for a while. And then that kind of oh, yeah. like taps into whatever, mm. whoever is in Even in the first episode, we saw he was like trying to like, let's go to Paris. Let's go. It yeah. seemed like these desperate attempts to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we found out a lot about them as a couple in this yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, that they lost a child. Mm-hmm. That they lost a baby. Yeah, she lost her mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, Jack is not necessarily the, the, I mean, we knew something happened when he was a cop, but he's not like the clean cut, like hero you know, we may have been led to believe sure. because he clearly has a history of fighting and drinking oh, yeah. and major Lots issues. And we see a moment of where he he pushes her and she says, I don't want to I don't want to see this Jack or or something along those yeah. lines. I don't want to talk to this Jack. Yeah. This isn't the Jack I wanted to talk to, which is yeah. so interesting because he's like, Which Amy am I talking to? And who are you? Yeah. And mm-hmm. and so yeah, just a lot of a lot of yeah who, who are you who yeah this? i almost thought for a minute there he knew what was going on but i think he was just playing off of her words right you know. right you are desperate to say something what's no no i'm saying i mean i get his frustration but he's punching holes in windows and stuff like it's definitely has anger management yeah. issues yeah and <laughs> drinking because we see him driving and drinking at the same time yeah, yeah. Not, not too but then when she takes the bottle and drinks it right from the bottle he also realizes hey this isn't the normal Amy that I'm used to mm-hmm. also did you notice the tattoo on Jack's shoulder the ace of spades which means oh I missed that yeah the um well ace of spades is the death card Ooh. Oh. so I thought that was interesting too maybe who knows I mean that might play into it it's gotta play maybe there's maybe Maybe yeah, that's there's not a an shepherd accident. within Jack that hasn't woken up yet. Well, she she calls him his, her shepherd. Yeah, so. but maybe like it's not the nine years so it hasn't woken up yet or something. I don't, I don't know. Or do we think? See, I don't think there's anyone inside the shepherds. I think the shepherds. Oh, are just okay, the shepherds. Yeah, maybe not. But you never know. Who the hell knows? <laughs> okay, so yeah, we don't know. Um, so yeah, but in the, in the bathroom scene, you could see a lot of pieces of their broken marriage with, where you know she's dumping. At booze down the sink, which is very yeah. typical of, of uh, you know, alcoholic marriages where, you know, there's somebody who's drinking and somebody who's always pouring booze down the sink. Um, and, uh, but she feels like it's fine to just sort of leave for days and not call. And I just thought you would think that I'm fine. You yeah. know, that's, um, so, so lots of pieces of their broken marriage there. And, um, but like you said, well, we learned that she has, a, a, they lost a child and, um, lost, uh, she lost her mother, but she, he almost seemed to use those as fighting words. Did that, did anybody? Pick oh, up yeah. That? Yeah. 
It was definitely like a, an offensive thing that he was he was doing there. Right, because because she had just given her speech about like you know we don't die. There's a there's a way around it, uh, mm-hmm. um, and um, and he was saying that like we uh, that he knows her better than anybody else. So so um, so why why do you think he would? do that I mean it just seems so harsh to bring in their their lost child I think there's a desperation at that point from him I I felt that's why he brought he's throwing everything out there to try to make this thing work or try to remind her what they've been through and that they could overcome things maybe Mm -hmm. I mean that's what I took I mean I feel like in the last moments of a relationship you're throwing everything against the wall and maybe seeing what sticks Okay, that's and also true. when you're arguing, you say hurtful things that you don't really yeah, mean to. That's true too, especially if you've been drinking. Especially yeah. then, yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. And she takes up smoking again too. Yeah, which maybe that's the other Amy. Smoking which, right. again. I thought so too, but then he he did say the line "you're smoking again." So oh yeah. it, it was you know I believe that she used to be a smoker. Yeah, that makes sense. But it uh, could be the other person who smoked. Yeah, exactly. Well, while she's talking about the whole like uh, we don't die, we come back, and he calls it like hippie bs or whatever um she mentions that like lie <clears throat> excuse me that it's like lies that were meant to control us by i suppose the nine or something and however far this goes back yes um and that uh or that the nine die, the nine know the truth right and the lie we've been told is society telling us that we can that we just die and we don't come back oh yeah maybe at some point everybody knew this truth and it's been hidden over thousands of years death is for the ignorant because yeah, right. she said that mm-hmm. yeah. if you can be the group that controls like if you could be a group that's going through history throughout that you will be that much stronger but mm-hmm. if everyone's doing it then it's an even playing field sure. so you might mm-hmm. as well keep everybody else in the dark mm-hmm. yeah that's what we the four of us plan to do <laughs> by the way yeah <laughs> <laughs> We understand much more about the show. We're just not letting you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. trying to keep it secret. <laughs> um, but then at some point he says to her, "You saved my life. Um, I'd be I'd be dead. The kind of dead where you can't come back. Kind of dead. Um, normal dead. Nor- yeah. yeah, normal dead. And then um, you know after they have uh, not sex, um, and she goes to sleep. He he seems to be having this this flashback." Um, they both seem to be having a flashback at the same time, but th- but this flashback to whatever it is that happened, and, and maybe this is what happened in L.A. That's what I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. But the way he was situated there, I mean, we're talking about when he shoots those guys, the right. way he was situated, it did remind me very much of, like, cold, like, Richard Shepard. Like, it did remind me of a Shepard, like, or how we've seen mm. these guys. Even just the way he was kind of, like, in the dark, dressed, and just sitting there with, like, the gun ready. It was something very yeah. reminiscent to other things I've seen from other characters so far sure. in the show. Didn't really seem to be like police business. Though. Yeah, it did not. Right. So is this what he's talking about where she saved his life? Or is this where what she's talking she's talking about where he's her shepherd or none of the above and this is just some random flashback? <laughs> I gotta think it's connected. I, it wasn't clear because it was like you saved me and then you see her come in at the end of him blowing away these three guys. But then there's no real like, okay. So how did you save him with, <laughs> yeah. she, we with a hug? <laughs> with the hug, really, this made him feel good about killing three people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was like her saving him from killing himself. That that slow killing okay. of like going down a dark path, being an alcoholic, all these 
dark things that he was doing then like she's the one that brought him back and cleaned him up and became a better person and maybe she uh, in this whatever this incident because she comes into that crime scene that thing which made me think uh, she had some sort of either role with the police department or Mm -hmm. something at that time that maybe she's the one who stood up for him or looked out for him she's a lawyer well she is a lawyer yeah Yeah. what kind of lawyer though do we know we don't know. He would hope, no. hope criminal. She's a lawyer, but... <laughs> Maybe like an ADA. Who knows? Yeah. She could have been said, someone who would have been on a crime scene. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Helped him clean that up, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, the, the bodies were being taken out by a coroner. Yeah, or the ambulance room. So... Well, cover it up. I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe that's... I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, that's again, we'll learn... Quite more. a theory. She helped him cover up three murders <laughs> with other people around. That's... Yeah. Seems not likely. What I liked about all the Jack and Amy stuff in this episode, and we were talking about this a little bit last week, about how we needed to get a little bit more deeper into these characters, a little more emotional with these characters. And this really brought out a lot of that stuff I was hoping to see from them sooner or later. So Mm -hmm. It was the most emotional episode of the three episodes so far. Yes. Um and so then she was she was asleep, but she was doing that weird thing with her arm again. Yeah, arm stroking. Very creepy. Yeah. yeah. I just kind of wonder okay. if it's like the the intruder, I guess, in the body, just admiring like new skin or something. It's like, oh, this oh. is. Well, I, you know what I mean. Like they get a new body every whenever, and it's just like, oh, like this body is cool. I don't know. Wasn't there a moment in the first episode where Madison was examining her body? Yes. So, yeah, maybe a very similar thing. Sure. Yeah. It's just like a thing they do every time they're in a new body. I don't know. If I suddenly had... It puts the lotion on its skin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I might be like, oh, what am I? This new body. Oh, <laughs> so creepy. I don't like uh, that theory. <laughs> but it's probably accurate. It could be, yeah. But also, this was happening yeah. in her sleep, so maybe it's also just a a subconscious thing that is, uh, uh, you know, a, a subconscious memory from a time before. Yeah. Yeah. Of, of arm stroking. Of arm stroking. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. instead of restless leg syndrome, she has arm stroking. So. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Sure. It's a thing, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I, I'll say this about intruders, has the best arm stroking on all of television. <laughs> well, but maybe the only arm stroking <laughs> at that. Take that, other networks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and so then, so then Jack gets that call from Gary, and mm-hmm. uh, he, uh, not, not safe in the house, come meet me. Back to Seattle, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Can Can anybody uh, just like? Is there an in between meeting point that these guys can have? I gotta drive sixty five miles every time we have a honestly. conversation. It seems like a one way relationship. I don't know. And that maybe I was gonna say he seems annoyed with Gary. Why? Why? But now yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Why does he have to drive to Seattle? Yeah. I'd be annoyed with Gary. Seriously, bro. First of all, Gary, the very convenient timing on Gary's part. This phone call, <laughs> uh, uh, which yeah. I got to imagine, it's got to be like, what time is it? At the, right, it's got to be the really the middle of the night. Sure. And Gary's very. I mean, it's such a clandestine call. This would drive me crazy too. It's like, what is this? Can't you just tell me something? Well, I feel like I've told you before. I feel like Gary's an intruder, so maybe he knows when there's a certain time when they take over, and so. So you think Gary? Full body intruder. I told you, FBI. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> 
Mm. I think that's like their code. I know that's probably not really what it stands for. <laughs> I, it can't be. But, I want that to be correct <laughs> so badly. Uh. <laughs> but uh, but I think he he knows a little something extra. So yeah, I would think mm. he obviously knows something going on. I was wondering why Jack says, "Are you trying to blackmail me with this info?" And it's like. He didn't bring it to him to be like, give me something for this. He was like, you should be aware that she was not where she said she was. Well, I think Jack always with that confidence is always going with the most logical thing. Why else would someone be like showing you photos? Why else would somebody like, why would he have an interest if not? Another smart move Jack does is before he gives her back her phone, he copies. Oh, yeah. He clones it. Yeah. Yeah. So. He doesn't trust her now. He just does not. And plus, that's also the cop within him. You know, he's he's suspicious. He has questions. She's given him no reason to trust him. Yeah, well, she's spinning him all those like obviously fake stories. I mean, she asked for the phone back right after she said, "We need to separate," and I don't want to leave you. But then, like, oh, I would never leave you. Uh, Anyway, can you get my phone? Right Mm. after she was on her own phone call, mysterious phone call outside. I was just having a cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. I saw you on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> I, I watched you make a call with the with the. I'm a, um, was she on the phone with Todd Crane? Was that who she was talking to? Maybe. Maybe she was on the phone with Gary. I really don't trust <laughs> Gary. I gotta trust Gary. You trust Gary? Yeah. I I don't know. I think he's I think he's in on the thing. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. He's given uh, Jackson info. He couldn't be in on it and then be leading him towards the Definitely truth. The but most informed. But that's you know that's not trustworthy person one hundred and one. You give somebody enough information to trust you and have them open up, and that's when you really well, take advantage of them. If he's if he's if Gary's afraid of the nine, he's got to be careful about what he lets out and how he gives the information across. Or he could be. But but isn't Richard afraid of the nine? Maybe. Yeah, I think so. But that's why he's trying to cover his tracks. I don't know. Is Richard <laughs> like trying to play know. it both ways? Like, is he working for the nine but afraid for the nine? Is he like double agent? Maybe. Could be. Um, you know, there was a moment, a dialogue I enjoyed speaking of when he first gets back home to Amy about the phone number. About not being oh, able yeah. to remember the phone number. I just like the little... Because I, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be able to remember. And I like that... Because if he had been able to say the number, I would have been like, hmm, like that's BS. But right. he didn't know her number either. So I thought it was... Uh, well, I know my wife's phone number. Do you? I don't dial it that often. I mean, I dial it, but I don't like actually punch in the number. I know no one's number anymore. I used to... I know remember. her phone number and like my home number from like the fourth grade. That's about it. Yeah, I remember like old phone yeah. numbers from like a child... As when I was like a child. But I don't remember... Anything, uh, yeah, new. Well, it's just, it's just funny that the number he threw, he's like 360 Niner, something like that in there. <laughs> but at the, here's the other thing though it's an iPhone, right? Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. It's the cloud. Doesn't the cloud back up contact information? Don't trust Well, them. as we know, as we've learned, <laughs> as we learned, the cloud backs up everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it does. It Boom. does. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Also, 360 equals 9. They just love a 9 on the show. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even... Yeah, yeah look at that. They just mm-hmm. Man, away from just it. everywhere. There's a painting of a 9 pool of ball <laughs> behind, a, the 9 ball from, from pool behind Richard Shepard. Was there? And once in, yeah. When in the scene <laughs> with Marcus, there's a giant ball behind him. Wow. Interesting. Everywhere. Well, and then also, I guess Gary does... Getting back to, to the show before he spin up his Gary does sort of allude to that Amy possibly had something to do with Bill Anderson. You may have yes. sketched that, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
We gotta find this Bill Anderson. I have a Bill Anderson prediction, but I'll save it for predictions. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into predictions. (laughs) And now your AfterBuzz TV predictions. Bill Anderson prediction. Uh, Gary knows exactly where Bill Anderson is. Gary is working with Bill Anderson. Uh, and Gary is going to bring Jack to Bill Anderson. So you don't trust Gary either, really? No, I think he's, no, I think he's a good guy, but he's what, he's protecting Bill Anderson until he knows that people could trust. I think Bill and Gary are, are teamed up. Sure. Right. I, forget, what, what, I like that. What do okay. we know about Bill Anderson at this point? That yeah. he was, oh, what was his name? It was, he was like some sort of, not sound engineer, but he studied the, yeah, yeah, no. oh, I forget the exact job title, but it, it had to do with, audio and sound and he had discovered that that with the organs i always bring up the organs Mm. and the 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 eastern european cathedrals where it's too with the octave solo you can't hear it but it has the answer to you know eternal life eternal life yeah i guess well not necessarily i could not as good a prediction as wills i guess but um just that we're gonna have like a pretty gary centric uh episode with him leading Jack along there. Plus there's something also about building a ghost in a machine or built a ghost machine. I don't know who that guy was. but I think that might be yeah. Bill Anderson. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's going to get real buddy cop next, <laughs> yeah. next episode. I think we already had the buddy cop episode. Uh, we did, but I think this is going to get... I mean, they're actual cops, so... True. And they're actual buddies. True. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Literally. What about you, Marissa? Um, I think these so-called intruders, they're obviously attacking families who are broken. Because we Ooh. see Madison's family. We know her parents, the O'Donnells. They're separated. Mm-hmm. So they're probably in the process of divorce. And who knows if Madison's family had, like, a miscarriage, if there was a child loss in that family. Oh. And then we also see Amy and Jack. They're on the, the brink of divorce. And so I think it's, there's something with families that are broken mm-hmm. that affects Marcus's past, like something went wrong with his family. And we also hear him question, you know, uh, are you close with your family, whatever. So there's something obviously that happened to Marcus that's family related, which we will find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Do you see what I'm saying? Seraphine, come yeah, on. Yeah, genius insights. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I can't, I can't follow that up. I don't know. <laughs> Um, okay, genius, well, though. thank you. Though. Well, yeah, you're 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 up there, though. You're up there. <laughs> okay, so where can we find everybody? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Real Will Link. You can also listen to my podcast, Will Sean Podcast. It's a pop culture comedy podcast on the Westcast Network. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Isaac Johnson or Instagram the Isaac Johnson. And uh, if you do want to hear me sing, you can head over to my. YouTube channel, The Isaac Johnson. Check out my music video called Virginia. And buy my album while you're there, maybe. I don't know. Awesome. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. Cool. And you can follow me at Copple for Mayor, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R. And Isaac and I will also be buzzing about Ray Donovan in a couple of hours. Yeah. And we'll all be back here next week. Thank you. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. 
Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.